0: Hi there, I'm James Dapache, and this is Coffee and a Case Note. Team, today we are talking about a company. The company has five directors and has five shareholders. Uh, Each of those people is the same, which is to say each shareholder is a director, and that describes the five positions. Okay. Two of our disappointed shareholders commence proceedings against the company and other parties on the basis that they are being oppressed. And what they say is they deserve some relief because they are facing a corporate oppression scenario, the sort of scenario you and I have spoken about a number of times. So what's going on? What does this company do? Well, this company does very little apart from own some land and it doesn't own all of a block of land, it owns a 40% portion, and the 60% owner is some other party, not directly related to the company. And what our disappointed shareholders are disappointed about is a number of things. They say, hey, the company should be paying us dividends, and its failure to pay dividends is oppressive, right? And so the court has to come and look at this suggestion. Now, the first challenge for the plaintiffs is that uh, they were wrong. Uh, The company did pay dividends, or to respond to that in a slightly different way, the company distributed dividends in the form of reducing those shareholder loans. Each of the shareholders uh, had received loans from the company and the quantum of those loans was reduced and that reduction in loans was in fact a dividend. Secondly, in relation to dividends, what the court had to say was that the whole purpose of the shareholding, the return on investment from the shareholding, would be from the increased value of the shares, the idea the value in this land is going to go up, so let's hold on to our shares and sell them for a higher value in future. That capital increase was going to be the return on investment, not the ongoing income that we might receive from a dividend. So the dividend suggestion was rejected for that reason as well, and a final reason it was rejected was that there were five shareholders and two of them were saying, well, we're not getting dividends, so that's unfair. What the court said was, well, it is fair for the reasons I've just described to you, but even if it were not fair. It would be an unfairness shared equally among each of the five shareholders, and so it wouldn't be a particular sharp prejudice that only our two shareholders would be suffering from. The next issue that, um, or one of the next issues that our plaintiffs were unhappy about in relation to the company was um, the idea of director loans. They found themselves in this position, right, where they'd made a claim, this oppression claim we're talking about, and they were seeking some relief. And the relief they were seeking, or one of the forms of relief they were seeking, was a share sale. And in order to seek the share sale, they had proposed a valuation of the company. They said the company's worth X dollars, and so our one-fifth share, or our two one-fifth shares, are worth X dollars, or are worth 40% of X dollars. Now, in calculating X dollars, the plaintiffs had included as an asset of the company loans that the company had made to each of the five shareholders, right? So, on the balance sheet, it says, hey, the company's got asset ABC, land, and these shareholder loans. So, the plaintiffs said, great, chuck the shareholder loans into the valuation. That'll increase the value of the company, and that'll mean that our slice of the company is worth more. That makes sense. But as the proceedings progressed, the company made a cross-claim against the plaintiffs to say, you know those loans, uh, you can pay them back now, please, and demanded that the loans be repaid. And what the plaintiff said was, no, 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 this cross-claim is itself oppressive. And what the court had to say about that was that you can't on one hand increase the value of the company in relation to these loans and say, yeah, 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 they're payable, and then on the other hand say, "Mm, no, 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 they're not payable (laughs) um, in order to resist a cross-claim. And so the court found that the cross-claim itself uh, was not oppressive. Another thing the plaintiff said was oppressive was the way the company was being conducted. What they said was, this company was closely held by people who knew each other well, such that it was a quasi-partnership. And they said, look, the relationship of trust is broken down between all of us and so uh, oppression relief should be ordered and what the court said was look yes in some circumstances a breakdown of that trust can be an appropriate time and appropriate grounds for oppression relief but in these circumstances all the company really does is own land so it has to collect a bit of rent um, deal with a real estate agent and you know, deal with a co-owner and just do some low-level administrative stuff and so the importance of trust between each of the shareholders and directors is significantly diminished so the court found there was no oppression now That's essentially the end of the story but in order to assist us uh, as people learning about the area uh, and indeed to to deliver a complete judgment, I shouldn't be so flippant, um, the court also dealt with the sort of relief that the plaintiffs were seeking. Now there was some complexity to this relief because the plaintiffs were seeking um, a number of different things. One possibility was they were seeking to wind up the company, well As the hearing went on, they actually said, oh, no, we don't really want to wind up. It's probably better that the company keeps going. Another type of alternative relief they were seeking was for the company's 40% share uh, to have two-fifths sliced off it and for one-fifth to go to one plaintiff and the other-fifth to go to the other plaintiff. And what the court said was, well, um, even if you were being oppressed and we've just found you weren't, that even if you were if we were to do that surgical extraction of two 8% portions of the 100% property ownership, then that's actually just going to change the nature of your legal relationship, but you're still all going to be in a relationship with each other. You're still gonna be owning this property together. And even though there might be the possibility for someone to cause a statutory trust for sale to be set up in New South Wales called a Section 66 g even though there's that possibility, we're not really curing what you're complaining about if we were to do that. So the court said, even if it was oppressive, uh, we wouldn't order that particular type of relief you're after. So a bit of a crunchy discussion today. Uh, We're back. It's 2021. Great to have your company. And I look forward to chatting again soon. Cheers.